0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lopiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com Okay, so good afternoon, and uh, I don't know how many were here before or not, my name is Aaron Lopiansky. I teach at the Yeshiva Watch Washington, the Yeshiva Dola. Um, and once again, I want to commend the students who've decided to make a, a Yomir for Tefillah think it is very important and it's a topic that because we always doubt them all the time, we don't ever get a really good appreciation for things I, I want to frame the um, issue that I want to address now in the following way and actually Mitzchak uh, had a sort of segued into it in a way that I hadn't anticipated we spoke last, the first session we spoke about Philip being a sense of the other. So he said, so we get up and we ask God for everything we need, we want, and so on. Is is that about us? Or is that about him? Very good question. Let's ask it a little more sharply, a a little less religiously. God either knows what our problems are, or he's not God. God either created our problems, or he's not God so what's the point of asking him are we testing his wisdom and saying well I know that you thought that I, that I should be ill but I think I should be healthy is, is so I don't think that that's uh, makes a lot of sense, a whole lot of sense or you know God you might be very busy lately I didn't realize there's like a little war going on in the Middle East with a lot of rockets and we have been kind of saying till him but we haven't got much response so is, is that okay? Um, or, you know, if you want it, this is the best, and what's the point of, of praying for it? It, it, it? Praying puts us into a certain conundrum of either or. Um, if God is God, then what's the point of praying? Um, and if he's not, then, then what's the point of praying? I would like also to remark on the fact that we have Three times a day, three times a day, same thing, over and over again. I mean, you know, it's like when we go shopping, um, um, anybody who's a little astute goes once a week to the, s- to the, to the store, twice a week to the store, and um, you don't keep stocking up. I mean, we can hand in once a week, I'm sure, most of the things we need, we could take care of once a week, informing God of exactly what we need. Wh- what's three times a day for? Very, very, very strange setup and it's something that down deep bothers us, like how often how much and and why Um, I would and the truth is it's a very very primitive unfortunately being part of society around us even religious society um, sometimes rubs off on us and we have a, a, a mindset we know that all the little children now are preparing their lists for Santa or maybe they're preparing it for the for black, for red, for Black uh, Friday, and you know what they need, and good old Santa looks it over and brings it to them, and we sort of get that feeling, except that our Santa needs a list three times a day, and uh, and he tells us what to write on the list, which is really, really not fair. And, and it's something. It's very primitive mindset, and we just that's where we live. We live with with Goyen, We live with their culture, and it seeps in. And it's nominally very religious culture. So what's the problem? So I want to start. With one Gemara, and then I want to use a certain Midrash to flesh out an idea and understanding that will give us a much deeper understanding of what's happening, what are we doing exactly. The Gemara in Bracha says, it's a Gemara in Kaplamit <laughs> <a gemara> Hay, in, <laughs> in Ketz and a very famous Gemara, Amra Chanineba Papa, Kol Hanenim Olam if someone enjoy something, this world, without making a bracha, It's as if he's stealing from God and from Kala Yisrael. The idea of stealing from God is something that doesn't really mean much. If God has everything and needs nothing, when, you know, for the man who has everything and needs nothing, we always have a problem getting a present. For, 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 for that person. Like, if God, what does it mean to steal from God? Um, what is it that he needs in this world? And, wh- what, is it, and, and what is it that he's, we're depriving him of? I mean, he can make everything, he creates everything, so by definition, I- if somebody has a, um, a, a machine, if we could picture a machine that creates endless amount of chocolate, could we steal chocolate from that person? It, it doesn't make any sense. So I would like to use for an illustration uh, medrish that we might have actually seen in Rashi a few weeks ago and once we understand the point of that Medrish, we'll get a deeper understanding of the point that we're, we're dealing with it says the Mabel were terrible people they sinned in a lot of ways um, relations, idolatry and the main thing was theft but it was theft with a special description it was called Hamas. No relationship. Maybe, yes, maybe it is a good example. Uh, Hamas. And the, um, and the Chazal explain what exactly is Hamas. And it's very interesting. There's a halakhic description of Hamas. Halakhically, the description of Hamas is as follows. It's, it doesn't say it over there in Noah. Noach. But it's brought in halach. This is a, a very common halachic description. If I take something from you, that's stealing. If, let's say, I like this pencil that Yitzhak has here, and I say, Yitzhak, how much would you sell it for? And he says, nothing. I, this is, I'm not going to sell it. And I grab it from him and put down $100. I think everybody will agree that he got the better end of the deal for that. Throw the pencil, and you'll, yeah, $100, I think, will, that's called Hamas. And it's an Isser. And it makes me puzzle for being a witness. Even though I lost, he gained. The Rashi, when he describes Hamas at the Mabel, gives a different illustration. It's the Medrash. Halachically, theft has a threshold. Theft is at least one prutus worth. Which is about a nickel's worth or so, less than that, you're not allowed to. But halachically, you can't. You don't have to return it. It's it sort of falls under what's the threshold of of what's the threshold of guess of gzela, of theft. So what people would do is they would see somebody selling um, uh, some some vegetable, some cheap vegetable, well, you know, let's say parsley or whatever it was, and everybody would run grab a little bit less than a pruta's worth and off with it until the poor fellow had nothing left and that was the form of Hamas. Um, what exactly was that expressing? I mean, is it really worth anything? I mean, I assume that if it's less than a pruta, pruta is something like a nickel these days, uh, that's the, the range of, of coin uh, between a nickel and a dime. What was the point of that exercise? There's something mean about it, terribly mean, but what was the point of that? So let's understand a little bit about a very fundamental aspect of human nature and then we'll get the idea of of what we're uh, dealing with. Imagine you have a box of tissues and someone asks you for a tissue. I highly doubt anyone here would say no, Um, A, because it's not polite, And B, tissue is not the end of the world. If somebody, if if I see his pencil laying there and, you know, I ask him, could I just, I I need to scribble down something or other, I'd be fine with it. Um, Let's say somebody keeps taking tissues, or keeps taking my pencil and jotting down something without asking me. How would you feel? Give me a word. What would you feel? What? Agitated. Violated? upset? Why? What what exactly? Is it really, I mean, are you losing anything on the amount of lead that it takes for me to jot down something? I'm not losing anything. Um, A tissue, uh, we we, we go through a box of tissues, it's worth nothing. So what is it exactly, the guy who keeps taking the stuff without asking permission, what exactly, I would give him permission, I wouldn't blink. The answer is, because more than money and possession, in terms of what I possess, the idea of me and mine are extremely, extremely significant to us. Self is the most significant thing we have. We are, and and surviving and existing is something we will do anything. That's the, the force of human will is to survive and exist. And very closely linked to self and existence is possession me and mine are very very close psychologically emotionally so if somebody... T- so, if so, so the, the loss of the tissue or of a match or of a little lead is meaningless that's not the point of it. The point is he is violating my possession my and and by and and by extension, self, if my possessions are worth nothing, then myself is 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 worth nothing. You find, um, like when when Haman decreed on the Jews to kill all the Jews, and to take their booty and, you know, to sort of pogrom the booty and to take it all, it's sort of the final extinction of the person's self is where the his doesn't exist anymore. He doesn't have possessions anymore. It's a certain way of destroying the person and the being an entity. So, the sense of self and possession is very, very inherent to us. And the sense of violating it is bad, and it, in a certain sense it's a sort of an emotional, I don't want to be dramatic, but murder it's sort of, a, 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 it's, it's in that world of that. Let's, let's go a step with further with that. What is, whenever I thank somebody what am I doing? What's a thank worth? Wh- what exactly is the process of saying thank you? Um, you know, it, it's part of the stuff we're, we're brought up with. and So please means I'm asking permission. What does the word thank you mean more than anything else? So in Hebrew, which is uh, a language that really has built into the words the, 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 the inner truth of it, we find a remarkable um, w- construction of the word for thanks in Hebrew. The word for thanks is lehodot, Toda, la hodot, The word for a admission is hoda'a. and and you know, modebi mikoda a a ala pesha. Hoda means to confess. It's something that in English is an unthinkable combination. Confessions are criminal and thank yous are wonderfully polite. But Hebrew has identified correctly, what is it, what, why does a person insist on a thank you? Because a thank you is a statement that this really belongs to you. So when I say thank you, it's the conclusion. Could I please use the pencil? Yes, you may use the pencil thank you. The pencil that I used was yours. It's sort of a closure, and therefore, even if I used it, but I used it by your grace, and therefore um, it is yours, really. And I'm sort of just kind of doing it by by your graciousness, and I haven't taken from you anything. Because when I do it by your graciousness, it's you. So we find the way in which we respect the, the other person's possession is by permission and by acknowledgement. So the word thanks, like todah, like hodayah, means acknowledging, stating the truth. Confession, like hodaa, uh, is when I'm stating the truth about a crime I did. Hodaya is when I'm stating the truth about the possession of something. But both of them are the same idea. Acknowledging the truth of something being someone else's and so on. Akadosh Baruch brought us into this world. And the first thing, our first struggle with that is, to be part of this world, we need to have a sense of self we want to be us we want to survive we want to exist and yet somewhere down the line god um, is really the reason for my existence i would like to think that i can earn my own living and if i go into the world and i produce something it's mine i plow a field i bring out fruit and produce so that's mine and that's my sense of self what is our relationship between that and god we're not supposed to just sit and rely on god we're supposed to do a lot of hishtadlus and especially after other missions chased out of Gan Eden, it's canadian So we really live in this world with a sense of self and hard-earned stuff. We really have to earn our way. The way in which we resolve that conflict is A, by asking, B, by acknowledging. So I wake up in the morning, I feel good, I'm alive. I'm breathing, I'm I'm ready to get going, to, to move on to a new day. I'm sharing that. Part of it is me, and the first word a Jew says is "moda anila I I didn't wake up this morning breathing because I taught myself to breathe, or because I built my lungs, or because um, I, you know, I know I know the system. I woke up this morning because I was given life, and therefore the first word a Jew says, doesn't he have to wash and tell for it, is moda Fanecha," The word moda I thank and I acknowledge. Yes, I'm a living person who's got his own self and own sense of self because you've given it to me. That, in a, in a nutshell, is the essence of tefillah. It's not to ask God to supply to us Some needs that we have. Because like we said before, that's silly. God knows, God knows it all. He's created the need. If someone's not well, well, we believe that Hashem is is the one who's actually made it happen. But before I do anything, I need to understand, I need to ask permission. And that's what the Gemara means: that if a person is eats without a bracha he's stealing it's not stealing because God is missing something or God needs that apple doesn't need the apple doesn't need apples and yes and he he can have an infinite amount of apples silly that's not but the point is why do you take it as if it's yours nothing is yours you you came into this world with nothing your existence was because God programmed two cells to form you. You, your conscious, everything about you is, 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 is part and parcel of a divine inspiration. Once that's taken care of, God doesn't want us to sit back and say, well, God will supply, everything's come from God, it's wonderful, and so on and so forth. Now, I can go out and take, but I'm taking because I said, could I use it? And I need to come back again and say, I appreciate it. Thank you. The thank you means it's the it's the closure to that acknowledgement. Because sometimes when we start using that pencil a lot, we forget that we need it to ask permission. When you give it back and you say thank you. One of the problems, good problems of society for us in our society we live is the sense of entitlement. In Europe, and through Europe I'm talking about Eastern Europe where my parents grew up, life is very, very rough. You had nothing. You really had nothing. And everything was a struggle. Everything was a hassle. And you took nothing for granted. Today, things, everything comes our way. I, 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 a story that particularly s- stuck in my mind was, one of the boys at the yeshiva came from a very wealthy family. His parents paid his college tuition and also promised to pay his... You know, they also indicated that they would pay for law school, totally. Um, He worked hard, and he got the marks he needed to get into Georgetown, which is a good school, and the the law school. And he got into to fight with his parents, and his parents threatened to not pay for his law school. The boy, who's not a a bad boy, but I think very insensitive in in understanding that, said, they have no right to do that. I earned it. I got the LSATs, the grades, and so on and so forth. And I said to him, one second, you, your grades earned you the right of entry into Georgetown Law School. They didn't earn you the money. Your parents earned the money. And they owe you nothing. It, you know, it, it, like, it, it, there was a sense of, like, mm, as I say in ivrit magali it's mine. And I, I need to, you know, it, 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 there's no way, you, you can't take it back from me. And we have so many things for granted that it seems unfair. I, I remember I was listening I was listening to um, I don't know if it was on a, on a TV clip or on a radio I, in Israel they had a year ago a year and a half ago they had, um, they, had is they had like an Occupy Wall Street movement. They had something a counterpart to that in Tel Aviv and they were interviewing somebody and it was, I think it was a woman, she said I graduated as a social worker, the government owes it to me to find placement in my field and a job that I'm comfortable with and I was saying to myself they owe it to you? I, like, that's a new one on me you know, I, I wasn't aware that, that the world is so heavily in debt that, that they owe you everything you know, but, but that's why, you know, thank God we grew up with a lot and we normally feel things are ours um, and the biggest obstacle between the relationship between us and Hashem lies in that because a Qadashbroko put into us to be independent, and that's and that's really who we are, we, we have a sense of self, the sense of mind encroaches on God's territory. We don't want something that's forbidden, but a lot a lot of things are Magi. So, so, Tfila is, and that's why three times a day, the, the idea is, if the three times a day are the three times when there is some change, some perceptible change, the sun rises, a new day is coming, there's a sense of newness, the sun begins to descend, and the sun is gone, that's, those are three points of time where we're aware of a transition where it's time to say, it's so like if I ask him for the pencil, Pojic's been giving the pencil all uh, period long, if I ask him for the pencil at the beginning of a period, I assume I can use it for a period. If we go to another class, it's right to say, you know, we're going now to math, could I use it for math also? Um, becau- so, so the three events are the time to, s- to sort of sit down and say, okay, health is not for granted, Parnas is not for granted Seichel is not for granted Understanding, wisdom Eklaliosol, safety is not for granted Nothing is for granted And therefore at the right time To note that is before an event I want to um, Go to a, a, another Medrash And uh, it, 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 it Explain that in the same light It says like this There's a Medrash in Kisovo it says, Kisobo starts with bringing Bikurim and the Medrash says, God saw that the Bais HaMikdash would be destroyed we would stop bringing Bikurim and therefore they instituted the rabbis instituted prayers three times a day it seems to us kind of disjointed I mean, generally speaking that divine service and, and sacrifices are parallel to to, to to prayers. That's all over. That says it, and, and, and that's that we understand. But why pick Bikurim of the the first fruits of all the mitzvahs that when that when that was gone, we needed prayer to substitute. And the answer is because the sharpest moment of realization that we have for this is 't Bikurim. Bikurim is I've worked hard, I have nothing. In Israel um, you, you plant in Cheshvan time, you sow the ground it's rainy, it's cold and nothing is doing for a few months. And then things sprout and at that moment I go down and I say where did it come from? It's been laying around for a few months Nothing happened. My action did nothing. Something now caused it to burst forth in life. And if you look at the Bikurim formula, you recite a formula, it's extraordinary. We start with the earliest history of Kalal not from Mitzrayim. We say, when our father Jacob was by Lovan, Lavan was about to snuff him out completely. And the morale says, because you need to start at the point of nothingness. You need to start, where is Kalal role non-existent? At that point, Lovan had the ability to totally crush us, wanted to do it, except God stopped him. So we're saying, God, we have zero. We weren't going to live. Now you gave us everything we have from that point. So, and so if we're to look at a point in the, in the that's built in to produce that effect in Kalal Yisrael, it's Bikurim when that's gone we're missing a very very serious piece of our relationship to reality the sense of entitlement it's mine, I don't know if, if anyone I mean, if you've had like baby brothers and sisters when you were old enough to, to perceive it um, a child as soon as they start to become active they, they, they feel that anything that they've seen is theirs is sort of like, you know it, uh, it's mine, 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 me, mine it, it's like, because they see it, th- 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 it takes a long time, sometimes a lifetime to realize it's not like that, you know, things have to be earned and things have to be a, and so on and so forth the, the, um, so Bikurim when Bikurim became extinct There was a need to replace it with something that would give in a person that equal sense of things. I I want to um, branch it out to something that I think is very amiss with some of the theological presentations that we're used to. We're used to a lot of people getting up and having it out with God. I don't understand why you did this, and I don't understand why I did this, and I can't understand how you could do this, and this, and that, and the other thing. Even people who wear a kippah, it's kind of, it's very in style, and, you know, the Holocaust, or Israel, or whatever it is, and people sort of get up, and they sort of battle it out with God. I'm not sure who God's spokesman is, but, you know, they, they sort of, um, you know, and, and this is something that people feel comfortable doing, or whatever it is. Well, let's, let's explain this. Um, let's just kind of think a little bit about it. There's a there's an uh, there's um, uh, old Jewish joke, a typical type of old. Rothschild was the wealthy millionaire, and there was two brothers would come every week amongst the many many schnurrs that Rothschild would would give stucker to. Two would come every week, and uh, he would give them, uh, I don't know, ten uh, franc each apiece for the week. Now is it? Um, one week the um, only w- they didn't come and the next week only one came and Rothschild asked him what's the matter and he said my brother passed away last week he said oh I'm sorry to hear <coughs> and he gave him 10 franc and he said so he said where's the other 10 franc he said well he told me your brother passed away so he drew himself up to his full height and said Mr. Rothschild, are you my brother's inheritor, or am I his inheritor? Like, who, who gets to inherit my brother? You or me? Um, there's there's a certain sense of we become so used to a gift that it's me. Um, you know, we have a right for health. We Americans have rights. We have a right for health and wealth and happiness and pursuit of happiness and so on and so forth. What do you mean you have a right? You know, when, when, somebody, when somebody deals in a business way with somebody else, y- you, you, you have rights. If I worked X amount of hours, you must pay me Y amount, and you must pay me on time, and this, and that, and so on and so forth. That's, those are real rights that exist. Um, if, if I'm working for you, I have a right to, get to walk off the job. It's a right. It's a halachic right, and, and any time we deal with tit for tat we're, we enshrine a lot of rights. But let's say somebody is a benefactor of an institution. Let's say, let's say somebody, um, somebody gives the academy, I don't know, $100,000 a year. And we come down and he says, well, this year I'm giving only 50000 You tell him, well, you have no right because we've decided to give you 100000 and um, it's absurd I mean you, you won't be very good at fundraising if that's your attitude or it might be fantastic I'm not sure one, one or the other but it's not going to work well um, what does it mean we have it out with God did, 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 did we participate in making ourselves do we have a right to exist by what do we have a right for life we don't have any right if, if we, if we live the year then do we need to thank him because it's a year that came from no place Um, all of that all of those type of attitudes are built on a falsehood on an emotional falsehood and it's a falsehood that's very deep in us because our sense of self and possession is so deep Tfila is there to put things in the right perspective, now we do find in Tanakh where people debated God but it was, they didn't debate God. And that's a mistake. They had a dialogue. They turned to God and they said the following. You want us to be part of the process. You want us to understand what you're doing. So that we can participate. We can change. We can do what we need to do. Help me do it. Get, get me, give me some guidance and understanding. Asking God for understanding is appropriate. Debating with God is absurd the only one who did it was Eov and God at the end tells him you're coming the middle, you're barging in I was there before you you don't have standing everything that you have comes from me whether it was children, possessions or self, or your body let's wrap up the, the point and, and let's and just uh, sort of get the handle on it Tfila is first and foremost the inculcating of a most fundamental truth about God and humans that there is. Because in the relationship of God and humans, because as a human being I struggle between the sense of self and possession, which has its rights. Within the bubble of the world, I'm entitled. If I worked for something and earned it, no one's allowed to take it. Amongst us on the peer level, self and possession are very very important and they're right. But there's a bigger piece before us. So our self and, uh, and everything we possess on the most fundamental level, our knowledge, understanding emotion, all our faculties are not us, not ours and we're not entitled to them, just kaha, Tfila is the piece that teaches us that. and and when we ask three times a day God grant us wisdom what we're saying is I know that without being granted wisdom I can think all day long nothing's going to come up grant us health because at the end of the day it's a gift from you and the tefillah is set up I start by acknowledging God as being able to do it God as being the one who brought into the world I then ask for everything that I need in other words, what I'm saying is, I'm not informing God, but I'm saying, could I please use some health? Could I please use some parnasa? Could I please use a Yeshua, etc., etc.? Et and then I finish off with Hoda with modim, with thanking Akadish Barakhu, and saying, I acknowledge that what I will have did come from you. And the thank you is an acknowledgement. When a person uses the world that way, he partners with God. It's just like a parent and a child. I can tell you as a parent, as a grandparent, um, you want to give everything to your child. You really do. But you don't want to be taken for granted. You, you want the child to understand that you're giving out of love, unconditional and giving. From my end, I'm not supposed to make deals with my children. Um, you know, I'm not supposed to say, this is for this, this is for that, that. The goal is not supposed to be a deal. But, but it would be a transgression of a child to take it for granted. And to sort of say, well, you're supposed to give it unconditionally. I once heard a, a rather crass young woman, I'm sorry to say so. Um, I don't think she meant it. She was acting in a way that her grandfather did not like. And she said, well, I am testing his love for me whether it's conditional or not. I'm showing me the gear, or else I would have slapped her twice. Um, you know what does that mean? I mean, be a mensch. I don't say I would like to test you if you're a mensch and acknowledge and respect the, where you came from. The relationship is yes, as a parent and as a grandparent, you're supposed to be giving and giving unconditionally with love. But but the worst thing that you can be doing with that unconditional giving is when the child just sort of. Um, it, it takes it for granted then you're building a monster not a, not a good child so, so, so the relationship is if you give with love unconditionally and the child takes with appreciation and acknowledgement you have an extraordinary beautiful relationship that's the relationship we build with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through tefillah we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to have and that's why we're entitled to daven and say, I know you want me to be wise and I know you want me to have what I need. And I know you want me to be healthy. This is what you want. I acknowledge that, that, that I don't deserve it, that it's coming because I don't deserve anything. Everything myself is a gift and everything that you're giving is I'm asking for what you would like me to have. And I'm acknowledging it's coming from you. That in a sense is the totality of prayer. A, it's, it's, a, it's a modem in the sense of acknowledgement, modem in the sense of thanks. Any questions? Anything you'd like to discuss or whatever? Okay. So thank you very much for inviting me to be participating and uh, I, I hope we, we, all, we all learn how to pray and, and, and build that, specially, that special beautiful relationship with our Kodosh Baruch. Thank you.